welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. And I'm Phil. Hey! We haven't had that simple intro for a while. And this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Uh, Firstly, apologies. We know it's been a while. I've been busy. This is totally my fault this time. Ross isn't away making a movie this time. Uh, We weirdly always have these summer breaks. Like, and they're never planned, but they always just happen. What's that kind of time, isn't it? It is. Uh, how are you, my friend? Are you well? Uh, up and down, but mostly fine. Thank you. And you? Uh, I am. Um, I'm sweating uh, in places I didn't know I had at the moment. Yes. Especially now I've shut the window of my office to get better sound. I'm thinking, God almighty, this is actually quite stuffy in here today. Well, I've got my balcony door open, so if you need me to close it, tell me, but it's so hot in here. It's 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 baking, isn't it? It's baking. I mean, we've literally we're now literally in Mad Max uh, two, aren't we? When you think about it, there's no fuel, like everyone's gone feral, and it's baking hot. Also, there's a hose pipe ban up here, which I, I don't know if you guys have yet. But uh... yes, we do. Yeah, we were one of the first. We like to lead the way down in the south. Yeah. Um. So look. Um. This will be a bit of a uh, not a bitty show, but uh, I've I've, uh, I've I've watched a lot of older films since the last time we we chatted. So some bits to catch up on that. I introduced my my daughter to a, a couple of um, horror films of sorts, oh, and she quite so we can talk about that. Um, and no doubt we'll, we'll we'll talk about DC because the Ezra Miller thing just keeps banging on. Apparently now DC's approach, by the way, Ross. I don't know if you've seen this. Is that Ezra Miller's now out there going, yeah, yeah, I, I, I need to get help, and like, like that's <laughs> supposedly meant to make things okay. Admitting you need help, apparently, that just like erases everything. Well, I suppose it's supposed to elicit sympathy from people who are really stupid. <laughs> it's really that's what it's for. It's for people to go, oh yeah, he's realised that he's, you know, he's so he's so vulnerable. And so we, we, we need to care about him so that we can give Warner Brothers, you know, a billion dollars or something. So, so we don't have to scrap the Flash. I did read an interesting thing the other day. And I, I don't put much stock in this, but apparently the test scores for the Flash mm. um, were some of the highest that DC Warner have ever seen for a movie. Now, normally that that's a pretty good benchmark, but when 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 the, the bar is, is so low... <laughs> For this, well, low, this kind but of... also low, but also, I mean, middling, worth, middling, right? Well, it's well, middling. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, though, the director, aside from, um, I mean, it's two being pretty rubbish, but the first it was extremely good. Like, yes, I mean, he's a good He's a good director, so he may well have delivered a very, very good film. It's entirely possible. Um, Ezra Miller is talented when we think of his personal shite he's a talented actor michael keaton etc etc so it's not completely well, it's not completely out no. of the, the uh, arena but it could actually be a good film i also heard they're more they're more hit and miss rather than just yeah. continuously terrible. well yeah yeah and, and what i meant by that was exactly that they're, they're not terrible but the, it's got this kind of low bar of averageness right like sure. man of steel was average you know yeah. batman versus superman for the most part, except the extended cut was average. Justice League was kind of, you know, I didn't d- despise it, but it was pretty average. You know, Wonder Woman 1984 was... Uh, terrible. Not amazing. No, Wonder Woman 1984 was terrible. I think um, I've, I've and, definitely and they, called they a lot more on it. They, 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 well, they've they made some terrible films as well, but, but it's more, uh, like you say, spotty as opposed to the Marvel thing, which just seems to be a continuous surge of bad, some better than others, but they're bad. Like there's, there hasn't been anything good since Endgame. So uh, Spider Man, Spider Man. Okay, Spider Man, but Spider Man isn't really a. I, I I really love that movie. Absolutely, it's not really a full on Marvel movie. It's Marvel and Sony. I'm just saying. But 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 okay, fair enough. It's no no no. I get that. But what's in no? But what's interesting is years ago. It was people would say, "Oh, it's a Marvel and Sony movie," and now because right. so, so now now they're like, "Oh, it's a Sony and a Marvel movie." It's amazing how that that's kind of um, that's flipped around, right? 
So here's the other thing on that. Yes, look, look we, we could absolutely point to Morbius being un, unwatchable as, as a Sony movie as well. I'm, I'm not excluding Sony from being ability to be bad. But here's the thing. Since uh, <clears throat> during Phase 4, um, I, I would suggest that Venom 2, which is by no means a perfect film, but it's more enjoyable and more to the point than any of the Marvel films since Endgame. Uh, even if you, do don't, you know even if you don't like the film. No, no, no. Even if you I, don't like I, the film. Even if you don't like the film. I'm, I'm actually... Um... I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of with you on that. Weirdly, I think Venom Four is a deeply flawed movie. Sorry, Venom Two is a deeply flawed movie. I'm looking forward to number four, <laughs> but it yeah. is at least a ninety-minute, yeah, in your face, fun makes sense. Very little proud, almost proud yeah. to be messy. It almost doesn't care well, that messy, it's a bit messy, but, only, but it's only messy in it's messy in that. Um, actually, I'll rephrase what I was about to say. It, it's by it's nowhere near as messy as the other Mar- as the actual Marvel movies because it knows how to kind of keep things on the main. Let me put it this way: it was actually a film about its actual lead character. <laughs> I'm serious. Is that a, is that I'm a dig at Thor? <laughs> it's a dig at all of them, all every single one of them. Is it? None no, of right, them. Here's a about, question. None of them. Hang on, hang on. No, none of the Marvel movies no. in Phase Four have been about the lead character. None. Ah, uh, Shang Chi. No, it was about his his um, Aquafina and his sister. Oh, yeah, true. And Shang Chi Shang Chi was in it, and for the first half of the movie, it felt relatively about him. It's not about him, not really. Mm. Do you know what? It, it, it's interesting. I do wonder, right? And and this is and this is just me speaking, kind of honestly. I do wonder if yeah. it's if it's becoming slightly fashionable to bash Marvel now. Now, it is like because I don't think any of their films have been. It is fashionable. It is fashionable, but I th- I think it's deserved as well. Like I don't I don't mean bash it unwarranted. I don't mean bash it about things. I'm starting to see some of the YouTube people that I follow, and uh, some of which are sort of tiresome. But I agree with some of what they say about a lot of this stuff. I'll give you an example. One of them has specifically been going on about She Hulk, right? So unsurprisingly. Now, Niffy and I both actually quite enjoyed the first episode of She-Hulk, except for there's a few issues, but the very beginning and the very end are very, very rushed. Because it's I'm like, guessing this, I haven't minutes. said it yet, but I'm guessing the, C, the CGI is as bad as it looks on the, on no, the train. No, I know. I, I actually disagree. I disagree. I, it, it's still not, it's still somehow not right, for a better way of saying it, but it does get better and it does settle down. And, I, and I'm, okay. for, what, for, what that's worth, for what that's worth, I'm just, that's my that's personal opinion. It isn't as bad as the trailer made it look. It's not great, and there's definitely an uncanny valley issue with her, but not with him. It might be because we're used to seeing him so much now. But there is an uncanny valley issue issue with her. Without getting into a review of She-Hulk, but this, you just get on this point about bashing, this channel, this guy, who I like, I, 80% I sort of agree, and then sometimes I just go, like, you're just, you're just doing, what's that word, dog whistles and things like that. He just yeah. goes, it's the worst edited one, it's the worst one, it's, and it's like, it isn't, it's definitely not. Like, just objectively, it's not. He's just saying it because, so what I'm getting well, at is... probably because What I'm getting at is, well, well, there, there is a bit of that, but I don't think it's, I don't think that's what, I, I might be wrong, I don't think that's necessarily the issue. I think, like you say, it's, it's fashionable to bash, but... But uh, I'm trying to work, work out how to word this properly. So I guess what I'm saying is what he's doing is bashing it in that kind of extreme way when there are perfectly, there are things to back that you could bash She-Hulk about where you're not just, just hyper. It's the worst one. It's the worst written. It's the worst edited. It's because it definitely is like just objectively. Yeah. I, and I, I, I appreciate it as a subjective factor. But objectively, yeah, I mean, look, it, look Moon Knight was on reflection. I think Moon Knight was one of the worst Marvel TV shows. It really not was. because no, I think they have. Been, I think they have been getting worse. I, I don't. Not because not because of production value. And I, I no, love Ms. Marvel. It, by the way, I thought Ms. Marvel was great. Okay, so I haven't watched it. My main problem with all of them has been nothing to do with production values. It has been to do with writing. Ninety nine percent. It's what is it? Like what yeah. is it? I still think the best one, and I, and I use that somewhat hesitantly, was Falcon and Winter Soldier. And all I mean by that was, all I mean by that is it was the one that was the closest to, like it or not, 
an actual plot from one of the Marvel movies. It could have been yeah. the C plot in Captain oh, America. Hawkeye 5. was good. Did you not like Hawkeye? Haw- I thought I thought Hawkeye was fine. I think what they did oh, with Kingpin okay. wasn't. I don't think what they did with Kingpin wasn't good. Suddenly he's super powered and stuff. I think that's. I think Hawkeye was 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 watchable. And, and oh, I think it was more than watchable. But, but, I think but, it was but again, super but again, it wasn't. But again, it wasn't about the cat him again. So it was about introducing the female Hawkeye. And that's what it was about. And there's nothing wrong with, by the way, there's nothing wrong with doing that. No, no, but isn't that where these shows... You don't learn anything, but hang on, hang on. You just don't learn anything about him at all. You just don't learn anything about him. I'm going to challenge that slightly. A, I think that's where these shows exist best is where they use the superhero characters to reflect on other less superhero. I, 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 I don't I, mind I, that. I, I, don't, I have, don't mind introducing. Hey, and, I have and B, Hawkeye's dull as fuck, and I didn't really want to well, find out on. much more about well, it, to be fair. So here's the, but here, but hang on, but that's the problem, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with introducing, but obviously Kate Bishop is a character in the comic. Mm. And by the way, uh, Hayley Stokes, she played great. She's great. I'm not, not no diss on her, and no diss on introducing the character. The idea of saying Hawkeye is boring. First of all, the comic book character is anything but. Just read the Matt Fraction series, if nothing else. But also, that isn't the fault of Renner. That is the fault of not writing him well. Oh, well... It's, it's the fault I, of not writing him well. No, he could be as interesting... Yes, he, he could be any character. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold it's only on. as I, interesting as, as no, what's written for them. I agree, but I disagree. And I, what I mean by that is you're absolutely right. A character can be written and made interesting. But when you're a guy... And let's be honest, and Black Widow has a degree of this as well. When you're a character that has no real supernatural powers and you put them up against a guy that transforms into this Hulk green creature, a guy who can fly in an Iron Man suit and a guy who's kind of almost indestructible super soldier, just by the very nature, they're always going to be, they're always going to be less interesting because May their, I extremes, just put, their extremes are less interesting. For may me. I just put forward one, Batman for your <laughs> fucking. What yeah, about but, Batman? But hold on, hold on. No, no, no. But Batman's the exception. Batman's the All same right. because Batman, Batman is a multi-millionaire with a tech at his not, fingertips. But he's, not, but he's Iron Man. Batman is Iron Man. Not really. Because Iron Man, not, when, not when you really. take when you take the heart out of Iron Man, he just becomes a normal sure. guy in a suit. Well, so yeah, that's what course, Batman but, is. But, okay, but but yeah, but hang on. It's not the suit that makes Batman. Bruce Wayne but is still also, Batman without the suit. But also, equally, this is why Super. I have always had an issue with Superman course, as a character because it goes the other. It go, but it goes the other end of it yes, where you course, create, you a, which is yeah. which is where, by the way, but the again, boys get again, it so but, fucking right. The again, boys get it so right with, with Homelander. I agree. No, no, I completely agree with about that. But then take the original Superman movie, at least the first Superman movie. It's a, he's a wonderful character in that movie. Oh, do you know what? But I don't think I, I don't think that's got anything. To, I think that's got partly to do with the fact, and and this is where performance plays a big part. Right, perform I, absolutely performance, but also the script and good direction. You yeah. write a good, if you write a good. Oh, like, I know we're getting a somewhat off piece, but all I'm getting at is when we're it comes so to far off piece. No, no, but when it, <laughs> but bringing it, but then bringing it back. Yeah, bring it back, bring you, it back, Ross. Bring if it back. you're all I'm saying is, is the idea that Hawkeye is boring compared to Thor, Hulk, etc. I understand what you're saying about that. I, I understand that. But actually, in Avengers, I didn't find him boring at all, actually. In the I, Avengers it's movie, a boring because he was a sol- Because he was a solid, he was a solid support character who was interesting and doing some pretty amazing physical stuff in, in the world. Yeah. Boring's harsh, but he's certainly, by the nature of who he is, less interesting, right? Like, we've seen that kind of... Sure, I understand. Like, I, I, yeah, he I became far more possible. interested when he became um, the Ronin. Well, we didn't see enough of that, arguably. But we didn't so, see enough of that. Yeah, but that's but when, that for me, that's well, listen, when I was like, oh, okay, that's see, interesting. But get, okay, but he, let's, let's get really specific then and say he was really interesting if it seems with him and Natasha fighting about who's going to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. That's a fantastic yeah. scene. Now, now, but I, is there I any reason? Is there any? Sorry, is it? But I, is I there forget any he's reason, in it. I don't forget. But she's is there in. any? But is there any reason why he should? Well, also the aftermath with him mourning her as well. Is there any reason that the TV show couldn't have written him at least as interesting as that? Like, like, yeah. Even just, I just mean, morning, just more, maybe if it's morning, I don't. Well, whatever. Let me get into the what ifs of it. But all, all I'm saying is, and and listen, this is the point. 
it wasn't that Hawkeye was a bad show, but it, it's I still think the best one, if, it, if we're just nailing this one down, was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Best meaning, which most, most people consider to be universe. one of the worst. I agree. It falls no, apart seen, at the end. I I don't disagree with that. And the female rebel character was awful. But like, actually, young, is, it, is this not she was awful. is this not Marvel TV shows in general? Right, like. I, I so I was talking. I we're, we're talking about this later on with Jordan Peele and, and Nope. And for me, my big issue with Nope and Jordan Peele in general is that I would not want him as a pilot to my planes because he can't stick a landing. Um, yeah, and I, I, mean, I, mean, Marvel, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree when it comes to Get Out, but I agree with everything else. Absolutely. But, but Marvel Absolutely. have the same issue. I think that Marvel paint themselves into corners. And they, they, so Hawkeye didn't really stick the landing. Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier definitely didn't stick the landing. I, agree, I don't think yeah. One Division stuck the landing. Loki didn't One Division. One Division. Listen, One Division. Well, again, I never saw the ending of Loki, but One Division. The problem with the landing on One Division was the, the sheer immorality of it. The sheer. What? The sheer. The, 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 if nothing else, the line of "They'll never know what you sacrificed" will continue to bother me. Like and then it's reinforced yeah. in the multiverse of madness. That is that is some. I mean, again, there's no subjectivity on this. That is immoral, beyond like 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 that. Is, it's the actions of a villain, and 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 her. And I'm not talking about Wanda. I'm talking about Monica Rambeau saying to her, "They'll never know what you sacrificed." Is literally, um, like a villain supporting a villain. It's completely yeah. insane. But she does. She kind of so, like so, in the multiverse of madness. So, she is a villain. There's no kind of. She's definitely a villain. But, but what, what I'm saying is, they keep painting her as well. Even in multiverse of madness at the beginning, he's saying you set that all right. She fucking doesn't and didn't. Yeah, I, 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 that's they're bad writing. They're yeah. They are. It's not just bad writing. It's insidious. It is. Yeah. It is absolutely yeah, I, intentional. That's not just bad writing. That is them going. We have to reinforce. Particularly to try and make the turn work, which it doesn't. But but to make the turn work, and to explain why Strange goes to her for help, they literally rewrite. And it's not even rewriting; they're just lying. And yeah. I know how I is sound. That, that is terrible. That is immoral. I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Actually, oh. right. Uh, I don't know where we started. Hello, I don't even know where we are. <laughs> welcome, Hi, welcome uh, this to is morality. Welcome to morality <laughs> and writing. Welcome to Ross and Phil go off on Marvel. Um, so, look, the only other story I want to touch on just quickly, and it's a it's an evolving story, right? So, by the time this podcast comes out, fuck knows where we'll be with it. But the, <laughs> the, the somewhat disturbing news that uh, in America, at least, Cineworld are are likely reported to be likely to be filing for chapter 11 bankruptcy. Now, that means something slightly different in America to what it does here. In America, what that means yeah. is it gives them protection against their creditors to sort their shit out. But yes. the, the, the impact is, and, and the, the, the illusion is that, you know, this is a chain in, in danger. And, and rightly so, right? They, they made a 56, I think it's something like a 56 million pound loss against debts of seven million, seven billion, sorry, debts of seven billion, four billion pound, I think. So wow. as a, and, and that and that's not, by the way, that's not, this is that typical thing of, that's not debt of the business not being profitable. That's debt of, from what I understand, people that bought the bought the business and then put, put the debt into the business for purchasing the business, which is something that's done yeah. quite a lot these days. So you borrow to buy the business and then you put that debt within the business, thus making it almost impossible to, for them to be profitable. Obviously, hit by the pandemic as well and, and everything else. Look, my take on this, I, I don't know what, what you feel, Ross, but my take on this is calm down for two reasons. Yeah, One, it hasn't happened yet, and I don't think it will happen like people are expecting. What may happen is they, they have to shut a few of their less profitable cinemas. So guess what, people? The way you can save Cineworld is to go out and actually watch movies. That's not a bad way of doing it. Secondly, and I think much more importantly, if Cineworld collapsed in the UK, it would take the majority of UK... It would, it would over half the amount of cinema screens in the UK overnight. And I don't think Hollywood would allow that, if I'm honest. Mm. 
I don't I don't think a film studio will will a studio could allow like because if that happened in the UK and it, we we lost half of our cinema screens, it would devastate. And again, in America as well, it would devastate box offices. Box office. Well, yeah, exactly. Sorry, seven hundred and eight million dollar loss last year with an accumulated four point eight billion in debts. Wow. So, but I I, I genuinely don't think that you know, the worst case will happen that the whole Sydney World chain will shut overnight. No, I, I think also, even even if something does happen, I feel like it's going to get snapped up by a studio or by another chain yeah. or something like that because because in the end, it can be made profitable. It just has to be, <laughs> inverted commas, run well. Yeah, That's, and it's also it just has to and, scrub and it needs to debt, be an outlet. Right? right, and it has to be an outlet for movies to go to the public. I mean, regardless of streaming and everything, there has to be, like, if nothing else, Maverick has proved that people are going to the cinema. Well, Maverick, Maverick has you make... overwhelmingly proved that it'll go yeah. to people going to cinema. Maverick has proved it for, th- for two reasons. A, it's not a franchise film. It's a sequel. Big difference, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But people yeah. say, oh, Ma- Maverick's a franchise. No, it's not. It's a sequel. And there is a Absolutely. difference. Um, so second, firstly, it's a sequel. Secondly, it's a sequel to a film that, and again, I'm going to bang this point in because, you know, most people fucking hated up until the point where Maverick becomes successful and all of a sudden everyone's queuing up to see Top Gun again. Um, have I mentioned that, by the way? I think I might mention that once or twice. Um, <laughs> hash, hashtag I was there first. Um, so, so, you know, it's so, so actually you can almost discount Top Gun as being the reason why Maverick is successful. The reason Maverick is successful is because it's a standalone film yeah. Effectively, you don't have yeah, to have seen the no, previous film at I all. Agree. You don't need to know. I agree. It, it helps, but it's not essential. It's a standalone film that's actually fucking brilliant. And I've watched yeah. it for the third time. This it's time. a good film. Like, it's it, the least it is, is a very, very good movie. Whether you like it again, objectively, this has got nothing to do. We know I'm not a Top Gun fan, I like bits of Top Gun. And again, I'll say it again. Top you Gun like the bit where Tom Cruise has got his t- shirt off. It's the only bit I like, and I watch it. But, but, the, but the point here, okay, fair enough. But the point here, who doesn't, for God's sake? Um, but the point is, again, as I've said before, Maverick makes the first film better. And I know that's a really easy thing to say. It, this is why they're doing the double bills. The double bill thing is happening everywhere. I am going to the double bill. That's what I'm saying. It's happening everywhere. So, I'm a, I'm a, by the way, I'm only going because I want to see Top Gun on the big screen. Great, but that's there you go. And there are plenty of people who have Maverick has Maverick has brought so many people into the cinema that they're re-releasing the original film and doing yeah, and that that says something. And even next week, when Maverick has when Maverick is now available on digital as of today. Next week, they're still screening it in the cinema. Now, partly that's due to the fact that there's fuck all coming out at the moment. But actually, secondly, it's due to the fact that we went to see it this week. Right? We went and saw it on Monday and there was not a single seat in the cinema. I mean, what film is selling out cinema screens three months after it, or two and a half months after it released? And the answer is none. None. Even Marvel films don't manage to do that, especially not the right. new ones. Right. So how many? How many Marvel, regardless of them making a billion dollars, when they re, when they release, I don't know, Captain America five, are they showing four? Are they doing a double bill of those anywhere? No. In fact, have any of the Marvel films been re-released when the next uh, Marvel? Oh, I think they did Infinity. Did they do Infinity War? They did Infinity they, War, and they're doing well. Marvel, Sony are re-releasing um, no uh, Far From Home, uh, oh. or whatever the last one was. They're re-releasing no with some extra footage. No way home. That's sorry. interesting. Okay, well, that's interesting. With that's some interesting. extra footage, but, but but virtually none. In fact, none. Yeah. Basically, I mean, Infinity War five. Yeah, I mean, look, let's let's, let's call amazing. it virtually none. So, yeah. so the point is, Top Gun, Top Gun, has with Thomas Cruise has done <laughs> something pretty fucking amazing, and and is demonstrative that a cinema chain is worth saving. 
Yes. In its own, and, in its own, in its own, in its own right, you know. And not just a cinema chain, but cinema, right? Like right. It's, it, it is a blockbuster that took years to make, partly due to the pandemic, mm. but took years to make, where Paramount held their nerve and delayed the film it was three times. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was Cruz. But yeah, Cruise I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, Paramount being the distributor, yes, but but Cruz was the one who insisted. But Cruz held his nerve. Did. Yes, he did. Yes. And, and he's like, this is a cinema film and we're not, until cinemas are properly open, we're not doing it. And and it paid off. And it just shows that when you, when you actually make a film and you put, and it's not a sausage machine and it's made yeah. as an actual proper movie, guess what? It can make shitloads of money. Which yeah. actually, in a way, is why I'm kind of and looking forward to critic- Avatar 2. Well, in a and, weird way, the trailer looks crit- terrible. Well, but- not really. But but the other point is, it's also been critically well-received. It's not yeah. just... It's not just. It's not this weird... Well, I don't like referring to what the tomatoes at all, but it's not this thing where the critics lifted it and then the audience loved it. It was pretty damn well. Overall, what ninety. <laughs> Sorry, I just knocked my microphone. What was that? Right, that was me just passing out. I got so excited. Um, like fell off a ledge. Like... <laughs> I don't know why why um why that would do that. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, look, I mean, look, Rotten Tomatoes and Top Gun Maverick, it sits at 96% from 437 reviews. That's amazing. 99% verified audience score. I mean, you can't really go wrong. Um, no. But the very, fact you, that it's, the very fact that it's still in the cinema, the very fact that Top Gun is being released with it, that's yeah. proof enough. You don't even need figures. You don't even need no, figures you don't. because if that's happening, it's doing something very, but, very right. But we had the other side of that this year, which shows that when you do it wrong, like mm. people just don't give a fuck. And, and this is why Marvel can chuck Thor onto... Disney Plus. What did I like, say? By the way, what, what did I say about the drop off? Dropped yeah. off massively in week four, like massively. Everywhere dropped off. It, it yeah. crawled to 800, uh, 800,000 800, would be amazing. 800. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not jumping up and down about that. It, it, there's some sort of indication there that people are going, eh. even if they don't know why, even if they're not being picky like we are or like I am. Like, there's an indication there that people are going, you know what? It's not very good. Or I'm not going to see it. Yeah, I think... It's a big thing. It's a thing. Well, look, cinema, especially now, cinema's about the return, right? Like, like you make X amount of money if everyone goes to see it, but where you really make your money, where Bond made its money, where Maverick's making his money is people going... I I can guarantee there was probably... There's probably not one person in that screening that hadn't seen Maverick before. Right. That's amazing. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, but is it enough to save City World? I don't know. But, but, but certainly Hollywood should be sitting, City World needs to look back and go, are we offering the right experience? And do you know what? Right. They're getting better. Yeah. It's still not perfect, but they're getting better. You know, um, Hollywood needs to needs to stop and go. Are we actually producing films? Because because you know what, if you're going to just produce shit that in a month's time you can dispose off onto, you can you know wank right. off onto onto Disney, yeah, Disney Plus. Plus just fucking put it on Disney Plus, right? You've got two hundred million subscribers. You're the biggest streaming service in the world. Just stick it on Disney Plus. Yeah, it'll get more subscriptions for you. Because yeah, although I think that where I think that that well of subscribing is going to start drying up pretty quickly, actually, for all of them, because no one is prepared to, to have that many subscriptions, particularly when do this advertising thing as well. I, it's, Disney Plus gonna, is the thing that's not losing. That's the one that's yeah, winning. No, I'm sure. I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. But, but Netflix is, is eventually going to dry. It's going to dry. But even eventually, people will be like, "Why am I doing this?" There will be people going, and it won't maybe be enough to move the needle. I don't know, but who knows? At some point, I, Netflix, Netflix, I think, is genuinely going to be in trouble. I well, I think, I think Netflix will. I've, I've got, I get the feeling someone like Apple will buy Netflix, and the, I and, have and, to wonder. Yeah, I have to wonder, uh, and blend it into their Apple. You know, like, yeah, like, like. I don't think Prime will. I don't think Amazon will. I think they've got no. a pretty. 
pretty Fair reasonable enough. wheelhouse on that. <laughs> I don't think Disney will. Um, no, 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 they don't need to. So I think it's probably going to be an Apple thing. Um, you know, well, it, could I be weird, like, it could be something weird. It could be something weird like Paramount. It could be, I mean, it could be anything. It could be something new, but we're not even aware hey, It could of be yet. City World, right? If I was, <laughs> I if, I, if I was Netflix, I would kind of be looking at City World going, hmm, actually, we could all we? Make our movies theatrical through a, uh, yeah, through a, uh, uh, yes, you're right, through a theatre system. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine being able to watch Stranger Things, each episode of the new I series on the big screen? I think, that's, I think that's a brilliant idea. Because it's I've so, it Stranger Things so cinematic. Absolutely. Like, like I watched, ones. did you watch, have you watched House of the Dragon yet? No. Uh, we oh my God, it is yeah. phenomenal. It's yeah, really good. I, like, I mean, things. don't get me wrong, it's like, it's very Game of Thrones and it well, throws in all be. your Game <laughs> of Thrones tropes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's really good. Phenomenal's maybe a bit strong, but it's it's like, it gripped me. And But, but how it looks, oh my God, it is gorgeous. Right, stunning, and you look at it, and you just kind of go, "Wow!" I'm almost gutted I can't see this on the big screen. It makes you wonder if Zaslav is watching the um, all the viewing ratings and kind of with an axe, just waiting for them to drop. <laughs> right, done. <laughs> like you're uh, that guy. We lost, possibly, we lost twenty view. We lost twenty viewers last week. We yeah, show. we're scrap. We're scrapping. Not just ancient, not oh. just Game of Thrones or, or House of the Dragon. What we're actually going to do is we're going to scrap five other completely unrelated TV shows as well. Oh, yeah, just so in case. Good. Yeah, the Axe Man cometh. Um, no, honestly, uh, House of the Dragon is good. Um, and okay. it's um, like the cast are very good. You know. Uh, in fact, the cast are brilliant. Like you look at it and you go, "Fucking hell, that is a hell of a cast!" Like they've got some properly good people in there. Um, and just hearing Matt Smith say "cunt" was just was right, revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Ooh, <laughs> Doctor Who swears!" And you almost get to see, uh, see you almost get to see Doctor Who's sonic screwdriver as well. Very interesting. Uh, I, it would be it would be uh, nice to see him in something good. <laughs> <laughs> he was good in Doctor Who. Hey, well, he was. No, no, he was good in Doctor Who. I'm talking. I'm really referring to Morbius, of course. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about. Like every everyone's time you say forgot. Morbius, everyone's, everyone's yeah, Morbius. Literally, you say Morbius, and I and I go, oh yeah, that was this. You know, every year we have that film. Absolutely. Absolutely. That you forget was happened. Like, like what was it? The Cold Light of Day or, or what, what was the film called? Cold Light of Day was more. Cold Light, cold of, day light of Day. And it's Snarf Cavill. I mean, back back then, Cavill wasn't really anybody to my own but, but like Cavill, Bruce Willis, Gordy Weaver playing the same role she played in the production, which was really weird. It was it was literally one of the most forgettable films. Because I remember we, I, we always go, we've been through this a number of times. So I many times. We, we all said, we all agreed, as a bunch of us agreed, that X was the worst film of the year. X. Yeah. And then I went, no, there's something. It just weirdly occurred to me at that point. We were like, yeah, because it's because it was forgettable, not because not because it was the worst film, like the most hateable film. Because at least you hate it or go, oh, it's fucking awful. If you don't remember, you forgot you watched Holmes and Watson. Like, I, I completely like, forgot, which, and, and that was which was, that was awful. I mean, it was awful, appalling. I just got the yeah. year wrong on it completely. I just thought it was the previous year, so I, I think it's the first film I've ever done worst film of the year. Tw- it was like, really funny. I remember being twice. very confused by you going, like, "Why? Why did you?" But then, but then I, I forget good films as well. I remember we watched um, we watched the Robin Williams documentary, right? And, and like we got halfway through it about six months ago, and I was like. Fuck, man! This looks really familiar. There's a story about him being naked on the set of the the um uh the the movie where he plays the teacher in the swimming pool and diving into the water. I can't fucking remember the awake, name of the life. Awake, not awake, not awake. No, awake, no, um, no, 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 no. End of his career type. Um, oh, okay. I have to fucking everyone shout at me going, Phil, you fucking idiot! It's this film. Uh, right. It was. Oh my god! Why is it so hard sometimes on like? online to find stuff come on like, like robin williams just like come on come on phil it's the it's the like, thing with the thing man i feel like i haven't seen robin williams's last seven films or something probably 
He should. He's yeah. done some of his best work. I'm sure. Time. I'm sure he did. Uh, but I probably haven't seen his last. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> great debut. I think it was debut. the world's greatest dad. Oh, okay. I'm aware of that one. World's Greatest Dad's great, really good performance by him. I, I think, like, do you know the premise of it? Basically, his son like dies whilst like, um, like basically doing a, a Keith Carradine, you know, oh, the right. old uh, yeah, they, old David, David, David Carradine. Carradine. Sorry, sorry, I killed the wrong Carradine then. Yeah. yeah, you know the old the old Michael Hutchins. You know the old uh, you know uh-huh. um, tug tug it while choking, and then like mm-hmm. like he um. He then kind of covers it up and writes fake diet. It's a brilliant film, a really good film. Oh. Yeah, spoiler alert for a 14-year-old movie. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've no idea how we got there. Uh yeah, look, so um <laughs> yeah. How do we get to Robin Williams? What on earth are we talking about? <laughs> so Ross, could you could you, was, hang on, what, could you could you timestamp that line and put that at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> just say what on earth are we talking about find out <laughs> uh, find out in this well, or don't find out I don't know yeah, don't, um, maybe don't it's talk. the heat um, but damn. yes I know how, no idea how we got there but we got there um, anyway <laughs> let's talk about some films because um, that a, what we're doing uh, right, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I think we are now so let's let's do our usual uh, somewhat in a weird place in the podcast but let's do let's do our last new film and last old film but let's do it really quickly because I really want to yes. dive into yeah. Nope yeah yeah yep. so yep. Yep. I'm just going to quickly say the last new film which is 2021 so kind of new that I saw but it was a film that I didn't realise you'd seen as well but a very good film called The Phantom of the Open oh yes Yes, yes, yes. That was my last most recent film too. Uh, oh, was it? Yes. I how really, f- really... Huh? How the fuck did we watch the same film in the same week that's a year old? I don't know. I watched it on the 17th. Well, no, I, I watched... No, no, it's actually this year in the UK. It's this year oh, is in it? the UK. Yeah, I, oh, I is it? For it? As part of Biffa, don't you know? Uh, yes, it's yes, it's this year. Oh! Yeah. It's 2021 on IMDb and stuff, and it is actually 2022 release. Yeah, 18th of March. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So I can stick that on yeah. my film to the year then. Yes, absolutely. And what a terrific film. What a terrific film. What a charming Simon bloody Bob, film that can was. Can we just say, let's talk about scripts. Simon Farnaby as in Paddington. And, yes. Um, and um, fucking, is it not mine? Did you write mine? No. But uh, obviously things like ghosts and uh, horrible histories and, and so forth. All of that stuff. Stunning. Uh, Stunning yeah. bit of script it's work. A really great script. Really tight movie. What was it? 105 minutes, maybe? Maybe? I can't remember. I'm not a Mark Rylance fan. Me neither, but fuck me, he's good at it. No, I, I'm yeah. really not a Mark Rylance fan. I'm not. I'm I just, not. I'm I don't, against him. I, I think he plays the it. same character in every single maybe. film. Maybe. Like, but no, he was, he was mm, superb. Really, really good. So that was the last, good, the, the last new Loved film it. that I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice, and I'll just quickly do the last old film because um, yeah. it's a film that you know. I, it's a it's a film that I text you halfway through watching with possibly one of the dumbest things I've ever realised in a film. So I've watched <laughs> The Crow probably twenty thirty times. I don't know. It's a go to movie for me. It's just it's brilliant, and actually, you know, it still holds up. It's still really tight, and the the compromises they had to make without having Brandon Lee there strengthen the movie I think and I've always said this that it gives the movie a much more interesting structure because I think I, I think like it would have been far more about him and his girlfriend at the beginning and, and and that just didn't interest me so they kind of brushed past that anyway I text you about 45 minutes into the film and I was like how the fuck did I never realize Tony Todd was in this movie <laughs> and I should never in all the time I've seen it at no point has it registered with me. Obviously, I knew at the time when I was watching it, but at no point has it registered with me that Tony Todd is in The Crow. It's got a great list of villains when you've got Filing, Michael Wincott, David Patrick Kelly, for fuck's sake. Oh, David Patrick Kelly's amazing, amazing in it. Set of, amazing set of villains, isn't it? Incredible um, set of villains. You know, great film. Really, really good film. And uh, yeah. still holds up very well. So those yeah. were my old and new films. I'm going to touch on a couple of others after you finished, but really quickly. Okay. But go on. What were yours? Right. So, aside from Nope, of course, and aside from from what you've just mentioned, uh, two very quick. Did we did we mention that I've seen Where the Crawdads Sing? Uh, no, uh, we, we, we. I, I mentioned, mentioned it because I, I said to you I watched it. 
Um, yes. And I was like, it's it's a film that I literally should have hated, but I actually didn't mind it. So Niffy and I both saw it, and I think she thought I wasn't going to like it very much from just though he thought the same. Right? Okay, interesting. Um, I really liked it, like like not more than that, but I liked it. And and you can pick holes in it, like one of the things that Niffy and a number of people <laughs> on Facebook mentioned was like her perfect makeup and all. It's a movie. I, I, I tell you what, for, so, for someone that has lived in, but for someone that's lived in the bio. Yeah for right. so many years yes. without a yes. female influence yes. and without yes. any money that or, girl or even, uh, or even access to me like like she's not like she's seen popular magazines or tv yeah and probably without access to yeah. good dental care as well of course yes she yes. she has the yeah. perfect whitest teeth with the perfect yes. clothing with the perfect skin and a hair yeah. that was vidal that would make vidal sassoon fucking weep yeah, I mean, she's, she, fully neg- she was, she's, blunt. she's fully neglected. She must be malnutrition. Like, like everything about her is non- it's nonsense. Yeah, she would have, but, like, rickets but, or something. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, probably. Why wouldn't she? And what she got that she can... Anyway, um, few, but really well acted. Her accent was flawless. Her performance was excellent. Uh, I'm a massive Garrett Dillahunt fan. Yeah, I, oh, he's I, so I know good. He's, I, know, I know he's really much, but he's... Fucking excellent. And Davis referred one of my main criticisms of the film, not a major criticism, is we don't see enough of Straverne. We just don't see enough of him. He's fucking excellent in it. Yeah. And you just don't get to see enough of him. Um, but he's great. And it just rolls. By the way, also it's, the two, it's very hallmarky, isn't it? It's very hallmarky and lifetimey and stuff. And the two uh suitors if you like of hers are absurdly handsome <laughs> like like again point, again and i'm going to refer thought, back to my previous I point i genuinely thought is it the same guy playing both? i don't know yeah no i i, I did as well similar i like but i i go back to my previous point they're in the bayou they have no money yet they <laughs> are these guys yeah. are like you know, I mean, like one of them's preppy. a bit more money, but, but they're but, both kind of, but they're both kind of preppy, even though the other yeah, one is. Yeah, I mean, like, they're both kind of preppy. Let's be honest. At no point did I think either of them were related to their brothers in the or, or their their, their fathers in, in fact, a different way, in right? Fact, the nice one, the, the really nice one, is it Tate? I can't remember their names at all anymore. Ta- right. Taft. Ta- I can't remember. I don't know. But Literally, I walked out the cinema and I was like, I'd forgotten that film. I don't remember his name, but his that like I was saying, his mum must have been supermodel genetics. Because his uh, dad was like a troll. <laughs> I was like, well, well Garrett no, Dillahunt as well. Like, like he's he's, he's not a ba- he's not like he's a good looking boy. Garrett he, he's still a, a good looking boy. You know, like so. No, so he's a good looking yeah. boy. He's a good looking boy. But, but so I, I, I'm dad, with you on and also, that. And very quickly, the two cops at the beginning. I loved the two cops at the beginning. Yeah, their faces were excellent. And again, the dad, like like the his dad, the faces of these people were just. Amazing, like and the payoff is fantastic. Yeah, the payoff payoff for the film is good as well. I mean, I don't, I don't think it. uh, No, and I don't think it earns it. it, From like, there there should have been more caught and less inverted commas for twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should have been more caught and slightly less hallmark. But but look, look, will I ever watch it again? Not a fucking chance in hell. No. But did I did I want to poke my eyes out with a stick whilst watching it? Equally not. And like. I defy anyone to not fall in love a little bit with um with the lead character in that because you know Thingamibot. she's yes. thing of me but again I've forgotten her name. I'm just gonna call Thingamibot. her I'm just gonna call her she's great. Dad. You mean, yeah. Daisy Ed, Daisy Edgar Jones, I think. Daisy Edgar but, Jones, yeah. But like so here's the thing, and I'll say it right now, it's better than nope. Easily, easily, easily. Well, I disagree because I I, I quite like the first. Right, come on, do your old film, and then we're going to dive into note before we run out of time. I want to very quickly touch on also having watched Day Shift, which I really enjoyed on Netflix. Okay, not watched it yet, but I I will get definitely worth definitely worth watching. My old film, my most recent old film. I was very going to quickly touch on something a secondary one because because uh, Picture House have been running a Vim Benders uh, season. I've I'm never out. seen a Vim. I've never, ever seen a Vim Benders film. Never. I'm out. <laughs> no, I, I, we, so Nicky and I were watching the promo for it. It's been running a number of weeks. It's been going on for a while. Uh, and it mentioned the Buena Vista Social Club. 
which I've never seen. Oh, no, no, actually, I'm in, because right. that's actually right. really good. <laughs> right. So Nippy said she'd like to see it. And I was like, I'm well up for that as well. I can't even explain why, except I know that it has a good reputation. Well, uh, great music. I mean, that right. for me, that was well, like, that's it. It's great I mean, music. it is. It is. It is not a perfect documentary, but it is a 10 out of 10 film. Yeah, it's 10 out totally. of 10. The music is unbelievable. Like, nothing, not any kind of music I'm normally interested in. I have no vested interest in this. I have no history of Cuban music and stuff. I fell in I love see. with most of the, if you like, characters, if you can call them characters. I, I found their simple, the simple telling of their stories, like captivating. And the performances of the songs, the performances of the music. And let, let me be blunt here, Rai Kuda, fucking Rai Kuda. Um, I just, I was in love with it. I, I was in, know, almost I, immediately in love with it. I love Cuban music. So yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're preaching there I, to, I to the I could watch another hour of it. Other than that though, Wim Wenders is, is not a uh, someone that I- I have no I, interest I, in him at all. I do not realise it was- disrespect. Right, right. Go on in quick, because I want to so, go to Nope. I want to talk yeah, about Nope. Yep. So, um, the most recent film I've watched, or old film that I've watched, was literally about two hours ago. And it's Jennifer Eight, one of those thrillers from like the 80s, 90s, starring Andy Garcia, Uma Thurman, Lance Henriksen, uh, and, you know, some other humans. And uh, it's really fucking good. It, it's 1992, and it has a style of visuals. And I didn't remember this, because I've seen the film yonks ago on video, yonks ago. First of all, Bruce Robinson directs it, as in with Mail and I. Very interesting choice of director for this kind of film. Yeah. Very interesting. And and it shows that it's interesting, but not in an effective way. The visuals predate, when was seven? Was that 97, 98? I can't remember. Pass. Late 90s. Late 90s. Uh, it, the, the dark visual style for a Paramount film predates all of that sort of neo-noir. You know what I'm getting at? That kind of really green yeah. sort of stuff by several years and it is a very in a good way elaborate cop after a serial killer movie yeah it's very satisfying i, I genuinely don't think i've seen it i'd seen the cover um, forever before i ever watched it i'd seen the yeah, yeah I, I don't think i've watched it but then i re- randomly forget films um that I've watched. Right. I've look, also come um, to, and, and just, 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 just to tie it off, just because literally just one sentence. I think in recent years, it's only been in recent years, let's just say the last 10 years, that I've really started to appreciate Andy Garcia. Like as an actor, I think yeah, I never really understood kinda, what he was doing as an actor. I love him I'm, in I'm kind of, I'm kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's really, really, really good in it. Like he's, he's really, a handsome really, fucker, though. He's fuck me in this one. He is a I'll use the word smoke show. Oh, like he, he is, is a height of yeah. power, height of powers. Oh my god, like, so like, in like, particularly a few, like, there's a few scenes where I went, Oh my god, Andy Garcia. Just look right. at the cover. He's like, yeah. I'm looking at the cover, and you've got Uma Thurman, probably at her peak, right? Gorgeous, gorgeous. I don't Uma know. Thurman. I think, I'm, I think maybe she got better as she, I think, I think she got more beautiful as she got older, but yes, yeah, so she, she's I, I, really I, good in a movie. She's really good at the movie. But I, I loved, I love this Zuma Thurman, right? And it, yes, but I'm looking at the cover, and, and I'm, I'm in love with Andy Garcia. Yeah, no, he trust me. I'm trying to find if I can find an actor so, still. Right, let's go. Um, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk yeah, about no. And while you're doing that, I'm going to give you my take on it, right? Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to forward you. I'm going to forward you this photo of Andy Garcia. Okay. And if you don't, oh my god. <laughs> um, Sorry. So I think I like no more than you. Um, I thought that the build-up, the first two acts of Note were really good. I was drawn in. I actually, I was like, I was quite engaged. I didn't check my watch. I didn't, I, I wasn't like bored. I was genuinely like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe all these positive reviews are right. And then the last act just completely dies on its ass. Like I literally, I was just like, what is this fucking bullshit? Like, yeah. honestly, and now, again, we have different opinions on Get Out, but I still yeah. say to this day, oh, my God, Andy Garcia. I know. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean this scene, 
this was at a specific scene where I went, what the fuck? Like, I I'm, um, loud, I'm, fe- I'm went, feeling something, Ross. I, God damn it. I'm not I, I, don't, I don't know what this feeling is. Um, I know. So, so... I so so and then yeah so and I know we have a different opinion on on Get Out, but I think Get Out yeah. is a brilliant movie that just yeah. completely fucking falls apart when you get that weird odd twist at the end. I understand that. I so so my thing on that is it's a little bit like, in some ways, you remember that thing I had with AI where there's that bit where it goes fifty thousand years past, and at that point you have to go, you're either going with this or you're saying fuck you. Yeah, and, 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 and it's only not, because not it's not quite as severe. But, no, no, no. That, but I agree with you. There's a moment, but only because go, I think I'm going with it. Or I'm not. Yeah, yeah, only because I think both were interesting stories, but together they didn't work for me. Like okay. I was so invested in the story. So then you get to us, and us again was a really <clears> good build up. But I was really interested in where it was going, and then the ending yeah. just completely fell apart. And, the ending, and then you so get, the problem with the, the problem with both endings, right? And I agree with you is it might as well cut it might as well cut to to um jordan peele looking at the camera and arching his eyebrow yes yeah you know well, i mean? might like, just say eighty thousand years it, later here, right. here it comes but i mean he might as well be like here it comes and you're like mate you don't need to do that and and you and it's, it's in a way his his twists are more egregious than M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, well, he's um, a comparison. I think I might message you about this. He's kind of a comparison to me at the moment in terms of being... He's really talented, but he is definitely overrated right now. Yeah. Like, right now, he is definitely overrated. And I'm a fan. I'm not specifically a fan of Shyamalan. I've been a fan of Jordan Peele for so long. Key and Peele, his own actual performances and things. The movie spoofs they did in Key and Peele were incredible. And I'll still stand by it, get out, at least. And and also, I quite liked his Twilight Zone stuff. For real. Like, regardless, of, I don't only last thing, I really liked it. So I'm a fan. And I'm going, stop, please. Like, I sort of just want to see him do a Marvel movie now. I, I sort yeah. of just want to see, I sort of, I want to see him do something. I, I want to see him do another comedy. I want to see him, actually, Marvel, no. Like, I want to see him do, like, Keanu 2. His film Keanu was so funny. I don't think they even directed it, but they're fucking great in it. And like, I just, I sort of, why? I sort of need that. I need something simple from him. Why do we enjoyable. need? What, why do we? Why does he need to do this M Night Shyamalan thing of doing That's, a weird I, twist at the end? I don't. I I, I get it. I get it. I just I, like I. I think the beach or the beach old. I think old is better than nope. Yes. I think old is more entertaining than nope. Oh no, old is a fucking atrocious. Yeah, I mean, on a level that I was on a, for two hours, loved it. Yeah, yeah, on a level that I've not seen since Sharknado. Yeah. Like right. that's how bad old was. But like Sharknado, I was along for the journey for every bad bit of dialogue, which I'm convinced yeah. by the end was fully intentional. This is like I, I'm convinced he must have like made that bad. I like that I don't know. Like I like with old. Because it's so earnest. The whole thing is so ridiculously earnest. But you go, is he taking the piss? Because I don't know if he has a sense of irony. You know? Like, but I like that I don't know. I don't mind. I don't mind not knowing. Oh, yeah. was, I laughed for t- nearly two hours. That's it was insane. Like, I genuinely yeah, awful, loved Old. In a kind of a moonfall way. Well, moonfall, you know what you're watching. Great, yes, moonfall's a great comparison. Because you know what you're watching. You literally yeah. know what you're watching. You know it's terrible. You know yeah. that the majority of people in the cinema are, are going, this is terrible. What is yeah. This shit? Like, yeah, like, 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 I remember, and again, Shyamalan, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, like, <laughs> Shyamalan. The, hap- the, uh, the happening. Right? The happening. But I remember, the I remember being in the cinema. I know. Yeah. I remember being in the cinema, and there was a moment, where, it's the moment where Mark Wahlberg goes, and I was holding it together. Like I was doing a really good job of, of of like just about holding it together, and then when Mark Wahlberg turns around and goes, "It's it's the wind," I fucking <laughs> lost my shit. I literally burst out laughing. Like I had an hour and ten minutes of laughter just yeah. just in me, and it just came out in such a way that like Zoe turned around to me and she told me, and she was like. 
film. There are people in this cinema that probably are enjoying this movie. And I I snapped back really quickly when there is no one in this cinema enjoying this movie. (laughs) And like, not more than you. And loads of people. Those people the laugh people, their ass off at me saying people, no one in this cinema is enjoying the movie. Of course. For, pe- for, for people who've never seen The Happening, because I can't just say see it. Properly. Just see but, it. First of all, but for people who don't understand, there's a scene where Mark Wahlberg and some other actors try to outrun the wind. <laughs> you, you can't, it doesn't, that doesn't, that's not a thing. Like, it's not, it's so funny. Like, you just go, with The Happening, you go, was he doing this as, like was Chevrolet going? <laughs> someone was. <laughs> someone was on drugs. Like, that was day. he doing that? No, but was he doing? He no, I, from the very beginning. Gone. There's a bit when all those people fall off. They throw themselves off like lemmings. Right? Brilliant. Scene. It's one of the. But I laughed so hard. Like, oh, did you? Do so I thought as a yeah, brilliant you, scene? No, it is. Listen, I. When you take a step back, it is done really, really well. But because it's under the banner of this nonsense. It just, every time the film tries to be earnest, it makes me laugh so hard, like so hard. Particularly when you have the scene, when we first meet Wahlberg and we see him talking to that class and you see him through a doorway and like, he's talking to him. And when he's talking to him, I assumed he was talking to like five-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, I don't remember, you know, like chemistry today and chemistry. And as the camera pans around, they're all like 23. Yeah. I thought, like, who is he? Who is he talking and, to? And, and this is the are interesting they, are thing, they right? Backwards? What's happening? But this incredible. is the interesting thing, right? When, when you get Mark Wahlberg and you get a bad director, Wahlberg, yes. it's like it's almost like a bad director times Mark Wahlberg yes. equals yes. the happening. Yes, it's absolutely. Like, it's like this. Absolutely. It's like this weird equation of of almost like like if if I would like to have seen M Night direct Mark Wahlberg in Moonfall. Oh God. Yeah, that would be amazing. But, oh, but, and- but Emmerich did a great Emmerich did a great job. But Emmerich, so so the critical drinker who are relatively a big fan of on, on YouTube, regardless of some of his opinions, there, fine. He just did a review of Moonfall, right? And he did a review of Moonfall because he watched it on his way back from the States. And I and this is a literate, articulate critic, right? He takes a piss. I like that. He does take the piss out of films that a lot of people seem to love, which I don't understand why they love them. So I'm sort of feel on side a little bit, you know what I mean? I don't agree with everything he says. Moonfall, it, it's like he didn't understand. I, I don't, I think Moonfall was completely on purpose. I really believe Emmerich was doing everything on purpose. He's done this shit forever now. I think that every bad bit of Moonfall is on purpose. I don't know about the NASA bit on the phone, but I genuinely <laughs> think that he knew exactly what he was doing. And he's reviewing it like there's some, there are all these mistakes. And like, dude, you don't, I swear to God, you don't get it. I know how that sounds, I know how condescending that sounds and whatever. I'm positive that it's, it can't be by accident on that one. I, I'm positive that it can't be by accident. It's yeah, pretty uh, ignorant. And, like it's done, on, it's done on purpose. And by the way, have you noticed how quickly we've stopped talking about Nope? Yeah, I mean, it gives my review. Well, I, I, I know how, I know how, this sounds but my initial review was you know never has the title of a film been more appropriate for a one-word review of the film and i know how much of a dick that makes me sound like no i, I, I know you. i know but nope no thank you it, i was i was fine I, before i watched this i think and, and, and this is why this episode is yeah. is going to be titled nope question mark <laughs> maybe Maybe. Maybe. Um, because that's my review of it. My review of it is maybe. Like, Can I, I don't think say, oh, 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 quick, very quickly. I really liked the character of Angel. I think Niffy and I both liked him, actually. He's Kiki a good Palmer, character. Kiki Palmer was one of the most tedious, ca- I know how I'm sorry, one of the most tedious characters in the whole thing. I, I liked her energy. There's a lovely little moment when they first meet Angel in the, in the, the tech store where they're talking, 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 and she sort of says to this girl off camera, oh, you look really pretty today. I really like that moment. It kind of found it really yeah. interesting. Oh, hey, you look really pretty. Because it wasn't condescending. I think it was, re- you know what I mean? Like, I liked her energy, and I'm positive, I'm positive, but someone went, we have to bring her right down. Because in the middle of the movie, she barely, I know she's in it, she barely does fuck all compared to the first, let's say, half hour of the last 25 minutes. I'm convinced 
that someone went, yeah, let's just flatline her for a while. Yeah, you could I'm be convinced right. Because she does, well, she completely flatlined, barring a few, but yeah, barring a few I, I would argue and say maybe this is I don't know maybe maybe but I would say that Peel doesn't yeah. often do justice to his female characters. I'm I can't I can't agree or disagree on that. In that I don't really remember us very well, and well I didn't. There you go. I agree with you on I agree. With you, well, yeah, uh, considering you know the main character and actually she's a good actor, but uh, and in and in Get Out, eh. I mean, everyone was kind of a bit of a, a bit of a cutout on, on Get Out, but I liked it. I I will stand by Get Out as a debut. Is, and blah blah blah. You know? Isn't it telling how quickly we drifted off the conversation of Nope? Because ultimately, yes. ultimately, it is that kind of film where you just kind of go. Ugh. Did it have to be as long as it was? Oh my god, it was criminally long. Like yeah, two hours, both- five minutes. We were both clock watching. We were both clock watching within the within the hour. I think I think when I first saw my watch, we were about forty minutes in, and we were a little bit surprised by that. Uh, and by I, the way, I, you know, you know, the other thing that really pissed me off. I like Nippy doesn't, but I like usually in TV and films industry shit like film. I just do. I'm a wanker like that. I like that stuff. I don't care how I'm, authentic I'm, it is. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I like but that I, I shit like as well. But here's the thing. In Nope, I didn't at all. I don't know why. I found the whole thing with the horse on the, in, the st- in the stage. I found that irritating. I found that whole build-up. I liked the history. I loved... I wanted more Keith David, for fuck's sake. I wanted... Uh, you know the oh, I my liked, God. It I was liked her speech. criminal. Yeah. I liked her speech. I liked her health and safety speech, talking about the beginning of, of, of cinema, with the black guy on the horse, I love. I loved that. Yeah, that, yeah, that was I good. I, I will agree. I love that bit. And, and also, and I liked also, Stephen Ewan as well. I like Stephen Ewan as well. But totally irrelevant. Fucking, like, what was the point? Yes, completely irrelevant. The, the best the bit monkey. of film. Yes, best bit of film. Completely irrelevant. Yeah, the whole monkey stuff is amazing. Yet yes, literally pointless. Liffy had to point out to me afterwards that the woman on the floor of the studio was the woman in the stands with her face all fucked up. Because yeah. I assumed that the woman on the studio floor was dead. I yeah. assumed she was dead. And I don't recall yeah. there being any mention of it being her. That's Nippy, I think, it, joining the dot. I, I think, and also, no, no, I, What difference did no, it make? He did, make Stephen no Jung did, Stephen Jung did mention, no, but it doesn't, it makes no, and again, here we go. So look, I don't, I don't hate it, again, I will never see it again, but, this is now the third time for me Jordan Peele's not stuck the landing of a movie, and that concerns me. Because well, for it's me, like it's definitely if... twice in a row. For me, it's definitely twice in a row. And I'm not interested. In... I want to see something that isn't this genre. Whatever this genre is, yeah. Twisted Tales, whatever you want to call it. I love that genre in general. I love the Blumhouse-ness of it. And I'm, you know, again, I'm having to be a bit fan. But just make a Blumhouse movie, right? Right, yes. Make a Halloween sequel. I would love to see, actually, genuinely, I would love to see his take on a classic franchise. I'd watch a Jordan Peele Friday the 13th. I'd be yeah, down. Yeah, 100%. I'd be down, I'd be down I- including his tropes of, you know, mostly without getting into this the ethnicity thing. I would be totally down in a good way. I think I'd be fucking great. By the way, I'm not using that as a criticism of him. I'm just saying we understand that that's a segment that he is catering to in all of his films. That's cool. I'm, you know, fine. What I'm saying is, take all that stuff, take all that uh, agenda or intention or whatever you want to call it, and put it into a franchise. I'm well down with that. That's what I meant, not a Marvel film. Let's take a fucking classic franchise. Let's see. I've watched a Jordan Peele fucking Hellraiser movie. Yeah, man. I'd be really interested in that. Or adjacent, you know what I mean? Like adjacent, whatever you want to call it. Like, I'm down with that. And and, and look, let's, 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 let's just very quickly say, the very fact that he's able to self-generate IP, as much as I've just talked about franchises, it's admirable. It's admirable that his three films have been standalone films that he has yeah. self-generated. You know, you don't get that. They are original films. That's no, really and, good. And, That's to be encouraged they, as well. And, and they get heavily. Something. And they get heavily promoted. They get yes, heavily like like people are behind it. There's media yes. coverage of it. You know. 
it's what he's doing is good. I just it's don't like. It's a it's it yeah. Should be applauded. I agree completely. I just, it, it, what we were saying at the beginning, the, the Top Gun thing, point. right? The yeah. Top Gun thing. He's making original, unique content that people are buying into. It's yeah. just not very good. Um. So oh, look. Actually, um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! And again, sorry to be dragging. On note, the moments when that word got used were really good. Yeah. That was nope. actually really good. It was really good. Although it didn't finish in the right way. That should have been, if there should have been one at the end. Yeah, sure. at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, there should have been. I'm just saying, like, there was definitely promise in it, but no. I'm, I'm nope. <laughs> so look, two things. Uh, firstly, as I uh, record this today, tonight I'm going to see a film I never thought I'd go and see in the cinema, ever. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to see Star Trek The Motion Picture. I have no idea why I'm going to see Star Trek The Motion Picture, because I don't like Star Trek The Motion Picture, but it is a very cinematic movie. It's a very it's a kind of... gorgeous film. It's gorgeous, but it is fucking slow. Yeah, it it's is beautiful. Slow. And, and shit, dude, to be fair, the thing to look out for, the thing to be excited about, and then maybe leave the cinema, is when the fucking Enterprise leaves the bay for the first time. Yeah, mate. That is... Honestly, the music is in my and, head already. The music's in my head already. Yeah, and... More importantly and more excitingly, on Sunday the 4th, I have just booked to go and see Star Trek Wrath of Khan in the cinema. Yeah, I'm get very, in there. 4, 4K re-release, yes. Yeah, get yeah, in I, there. I, I, Wrath I like of Khan in the cinema. Like and, and, and do you know what? This is the interesting thing, right? I get super excited about like going to... I get super excited about going to see older films. I want to see more Cineworld doing this shit. Because I'm genuinely, like, again, I can't, I, there's about three seats in the cinema to watch Wrath of Khan. It's a small screening. But, you yeah, know, um, we, you know, they've been, you know, they've been running bombs, right? They've been running bombs. Uh, in everything but cinemas near me. But, yeah, I, like, tomorrow I was, I was, I was almost going to be in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I'll go to the cinema. What's on? And they were like, they were like rerunning Bond films. And I'm like, yes. And it was like. The, and screening today is die another day, and I'm like, not a fucking no, chance in hell. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, no chance. Oh, it'd be fun. It'd be fun, but it wouldn't be good. No. So, Ross, where can people find out more about you, my friend? Uh, at Ross Boyas, all the social things, uh, at Evo Films UK to follow Evolutionary Films, and at Vengeance Film UK to follow the Vengeance Film franchise. And check out www.rossanfield.co.uk for more on the podcast. Um, follow me on all the socials. Uh, I'm just Phil Hopton. I'm pretty simple. Uh, I mean, <laughs> both on the socials and in real life. And uh, we'll be back um, probably next week with a new episode. But this was a bumper episode where we ripped apart Marvel um, and tried to put it back together again. We discussed Ezra Miller. We talked about Top Gun Saving Silly World. And we covered on Nope and Jordan Peele. I think... We did a pretty good job this episode, Ross. We pushed and pushed and pushed. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Take care. Bye. Cheerio, Teddy. Bye. Teddy, bye.